Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Foodjot.com. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Four seconds to play in the game. Down a field goal, desperation time. Jefferson back to throw. He's going to hurl it, heave it as far as he can. Down deep in LSU territory. The pass is incomplete. Intercepted, as a matter of fact. And LSU has won the football game. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie world with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Won't you sit it on my taste plus? I get way too busy. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell them be humble. Sit down. 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 And welcome into Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon, it is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. Where we're going to be reacting to everything that happened over the sports weekend. And, of course, we want to hear from you and your reactions that happened over from the sports weekend. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. and get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback after me on Twitter at Neighbors. And today we're going to try to recap all we can because there is a lot of things that happened over the sports weekend, especially on the football side of things, we're going to have Chris Gordy once again joining us here on a Monday. Talk to him about uh, what he saw from the college landscape as well as the NFL landscape. And a lot of headlines, a lot of great games, a lot of interesting things that happened on both the college football and the NFL side, which we'll dive into. And uh, we'll do some uh, qualifying as well for our Arkansas-Texas A&M trip that's going to be uh, happening this weekend, actually. So we'll keep you updated on that and uh, how you can get qualified for that as well. But uh, just like we do every single Monday, since it is Reaction Monday during the football season, we react to everything, but especially with the uh, the Razorback football team, where uh, it wasn't as bad as what anyone thought, at least anyone on this show. I know I thought it was going to be worse than what it was. Some people felt like it may have been blowout city, but Arkansas didn't get the win. Doesn't matter. Still lost the game. Lost it 34-31. to as LSU was able to get a final second or final possession field goal to go ahead and seal the game for the Tigers. It was very back and forth, especially in the second half. I think defense was optional for both teams. Had uh, a few interesting plays, a few pivotal mistakes, a few things that really was just overall uh, frustrating once again if you're a Razorback fan to see some of those mistakes. But overall, the team did play better. You know, the offensive line played better. K.J. Jefferson played better. Uh, the running game was much better. Uh, I think that some of the things that they did in the play calling was much better. I think the decision-making, for the most part, was much better. But, you know, again, it's just you can't be about moral victories. It gives maybe some more encouragement for the rest of the year, but uh, losing the way that they did and still having the, the penalties and then the timeout issues and, and all of that is just, uh, it's again, you feel maybe better about it, but you still get frustrated by it by the end of the day. It was a good game, good back and forth, and uh, it, Luke has that guy. He kept getting Beast. lost in the defense. He just showed really how good he is and what the coaches have seen and what the coaches have told everyone so far. He's lived up to it, and to be a young player that he is, 
to be able to play like that, he's just on a different level. Yeah, he had six catches for 116 yards and two touchdowns in this game. He's targeted seven times. And what what makes it so impressive for him is not only having a big-time game like that, but knowing that you know there's a bunch of seniors, there's a bunch of veteran guys that are in the receiving core and uh, guys that have been around college football for a long time, but for him as a true freshman to go down there in that atmosphere and that environment and make some of the plays that he did, some great catches too, and some really great decision-making. You see why he was such a highly regarded tight end coming out of high school and uh, why he's considered to be one of the best tight ends. And you It's see amazing a, how he always gets open. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a, He's just got such a bright future in front of him. And the way that, uh, you know, he just seems like he's got a good, like, and I hate to say head on his shoulders because I think it's more to that, but just it seems like he's got great awareness when he's on the field of where he needs to be and having that connection with KJ and uh, a few of those big plays. But that's, that was a huge positive. Seeing a tight end finally, you know, hey, a tight end actually being utilized and being able to live up to the hype like Luke has did at least uh, on Saturday. He's the guy that sometimes you're going to line him up as a receiver too. He has that versatility, you know, big body guy, but he can do everything that a tight end is supposed to do and then do everything that a receiver does. He's more that more that new type of tight end where you, you know, you want to just throw the ball to them as much as you can, get them in wide open space. Now, as far as blocking and everything that tight ends traditionally do, maybe that's something where they want to work with him a little bit more. And that's not to say that he's not a good blocker. It's just that so far we've seen him more of a receiving threat. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a huge upside in front of him. You know, I know some people are throwing around that he kind of reminded him of Hunter Henry as a freshman. And that's a, that's a tall order because Hunter Henry was really good as a freshman and also as an NFL tight end right now. But... Uh, he certainly showed all the makings of why he could be uh, one of those tight ends that can be remembered just like Arkansas has had so many before. But uh, he was great. I thought KJ settled in, especially in the second half. Uh, he finished 21 of 31 for 289 yards and three touchdowns. Did have two interceptions, which one of them was, was uh, like, I think it was at the end of the half or at the end of the game maybe uh, when uh, that final pick was thrown. I think it was the end of the half. Uh, so, you know, that one was just kind of heaving it up and praying. But the other one, was uh, was pretty tough because you just picked off Jaden Daniels the play before, and then the next play he throws a pick. But uh, besides that, he he was he was KJ Jefferson making plays with his feet, uh, going on the uh, rollouts and throwing some good passes while trying to create some things. Uh, even uh, had set, I guess he had 48 rushing yards uh, net rushing yards in this game. But uh, it just it was good to see, especially in the second half, you saw vintage KJ Jefferson and why people consider to be him to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Game came down to the end, but something that they'll look back and say uh, they need to do better at the end of the first half. You yep. kind of take some control and some momentum by scoring with a little time on the clock, and then you allow LSU to march right down the field and score a touchdown themselves and get the momentum back in their favor. To me, that was the biggest play of the game. Uh, I know that, of course, you have time to make up for it later, but if you're Arkansas and you're going into halftime up 13-3 to instead of 13-10, to that's a huge difference because then you're still two possessions ahead, even though LSU gets the ball back, because once the second half started, LSU scored on every possession that they had in the second half. You know, and that, that would have given you that extra two-possession cushion, which, you know, a lot of things could play differently, but... Uh, that would have been able to, at least with the defensive breakdowns and whatnot, you still be in a good position having that cushion there uh, to possibly win the game or at least have the lead late in the game where LSU, instead of just kicking the field goal to win, may have had to score a touchdown to win or kick a field goal to tie, something to that extent. But, yeah, I, I felt, Joe, that was the biggest one of the biggest possessions in the whole thing is when you allowed, what was it, 18 seconds? Something like that, how quickly they scored with 48 seconds to go. Two plays, Man. the same receiver, and then you come back after halftime, that same guy scores another touchdown. Golly. So he was just kind of in the moment and feeling it and taking advantage of everything. Yeah, Brian Thomas for LSU, wide receiver at 133 yards. Malik Neighbors, no, no relation, 130 yards for him. Those two dudes were just, you couldn't cover them, couldn't stop them. And Jaden Daniels, listen, I'll... Uh, he give him a lot of credit. He's all that he's cracked up to be. At 320 yards, four touchdowns in this game. Uh, really good player and, and really good offense. We knew LSU had a really great offense going into this game. Uh, there's a reason why they're uh, ranking-wise one of the best in the SEC. And they showcased that in the second half. I guess it was just a little disheartening because you felt like the defense, for the most part, in the first half played good and had some good stops and you know forced some plays and whatnot. But in the second half... I don't know if it was fatigue. I don't know if it was just the adjustments. I don't know if it was just Jaden Daniels settling in. But 
that offense just seemed like it was unstoppable in the second half because I think neither team punted in the second half. There's no punts in the second half. So a lot of scoring. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that you know you can look at it as a lapse in defense. But when it's going that way, you probably give more credit to the offenses, and especially on both sides. Yeah, because again, you have KJ Jefferson and Jaden Daniels, two of the best in the SEC, going at it, and it it was all it cracked up to be as far as the hype and the excitement surrounding it. But uh, still, Arkansas falls short just by once again three points for the fourth straight year that this game. Now decided. that's really surprising that this game came down to that. And you get the same kind of result. Yeah, never would have guessed that. But uh, still some things, though, that Arkansas is obviously going to have to work on and look forward to against Texas A&M. Uh, I think that some fans are still frustrated. Some fans still did not like the uh, you know, the situation with the timeouts, where all their timeouts were used early in the second half. That's bad because you could have used bad. them. You could have used them, I feel like, down there at the end. Uh, so that was tough. Especially with the changing of the rules and how the clock runs mm-hmm. now. it's It makes a huge difference in the college game where – it probably didn't matter so much before. Yeah, you don't have the you don't have the two minute warning to count on like you do in the NFL too. So it's like you got those timeouts are so extra valuable for that reason. But yeah, not having the the timeouts there at the end, still too many penalties. Uh, you had eleven penalties in this game and uh, quite a few false starts that kind of put you behind the eight ball. And also, Joe, the the red zone, man, like Arkansas scored every red zone trip, but they out of five trips they scored every time. But only two of them were touchdowns. That that's the thing that'll make you also like going up against a good team like LSU. You got points and that's great, but especially on that first and goal from the eight or first and goal from the five, you got to find ways to punch those in for touchdowns. You still got to find a way to do that. Well, you know the saying is you don't win games by kicking field goals. Sometimes you do, but <laughs> in most cases you don't. And how about Max Fletcher on the fake yeah. field goal and? He's able to pick up a first down, and it was just a great call at the time. Oh, yeah, that was incredible. And he, I've never seen him, or just a punter in general, so hyped up, man. He was over there going crazy, which is a cool moment for him. It's like, how often is a punter going to be involved with that? Uh, but I guess the, the sad part about it was that even though Arkansas went for the fake field goal, they still ended up settling for a field goal that ended up being further back than what it was originally due to some penalties and whatnot. So, uh, But, yeah, that was a really cool moment. Uh, I like the... I like the call, and I like the fact maybe that's the only way you can go for it on fourth and short is if you just fake a field goal. But, uh, you know, you still got to get touchdowns, man. You, you still got to find a way to punch those short yardage or at least, for, like, red zone, okay, but if you're within the 10-yard line and it's first down, first and goal, you got to find a way to get those for touchdowns no matter what. And, and that's where you can look to say LSU won the game because they were scoring touchdowns. Arkansas is kicking field goals. Yep, and uh, that was uh, one of the biggest differences there, too. Again, there was a lot of things that happened in this game that uh, can be pointed to. And when you have a game that's this close and this much going back and forth, there's going to be a lot. Because even, what was it, the, the, I think it was the second-to-last possession Arkansas had, where, man, that ball got batted down from uh, KJ, where it looked like Luke had Luke has wide open in the middle of the field, and LSU guy batted it down. It's like just those little plays like there, man, could make a difference where he could have taken it to the house. It could have been a total new ball game. But uh, it was a great college football game within itself. Unfortunately, Arkansas was on the losing end of it. But uh, and guaranteed moving forward, there are going to be teams, not that they'll necessarily develop a game plan around Lucas, but they'll pay more attention to him and more focus, especially in key situations where – they're not going to allow him to get as open as he has gotten. They're going to try to put some help over the top on him. Now, he's a guy that can find the open spot still, and especially if a team is running some zone defense. But they're going to start to focus on him a little bit more because the film is out now. Oh, yeah. There's no longer an unknown commodity, that's for sure. But it's a reaction Monday here on Fleet, uh, presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. What do you think of the game? Does it make you feel more encouraged? Do you feel the same way after the LSU loss? Let us know, 501-661-1037. we got a lot more Out of Bounds coming up next. Listen every Wednesday when R.J. Hawk joins his old buddies on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Natural State Wholesale Flooring. See everything that Natural State Wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com. Sports Center. Arkansas fell to LSU 34-31 Saturday night with the Tigers' game-winning drive lasting five minutes and leaving just five seconds left on the clock. After the game, Coach Sam Pittman talked about what he takes away from this game. 
there's a lot of positives. You, you believe you can win, win several games and things of that nature after a performance of tonight. We just got to clean up the penalties, like I said last week. But the effort has always been there this year. Arkansas will now turn their attention to Texas A&M in Arlington. Kickoff for that game is set for 11 a.m. The Dallas Cowboys fell to the Cardinals 28-16 to give Arizona their first win. The Cowboys committed 13 penalties in the game that set them back 107 yards. Next up for Dallas, they'll host the 1-2 New England Patriots. And there's a doubleheader on Monday Night Football again this week. First up, the Eagles will take on the Buccaneers on ABC at 6:15. Then the Rams will face the Bengals at 7:15 on ESPN. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your favorite saucer rub. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501 794 2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Listen for NFL Hall of Fame referee Walt Coleman Wednesdays during Morning Mayhem, presented by Sigma Supply Packaging Products. Schedule a free waste audit analysis with Sigma Supply sales manager David Breitenberg and see if automation is the solution to your production line issues. Online at sigmasupply.com. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest-rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L01 Series is part of the tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. They feature powerful Kubota diesel engines and easy operation. The durable Kubota L01 Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Work smarter, not harder with River Valley Tractor. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. 1037 The Buzz is heading to Arlington, Texas to bring you live coverage of the 2023 Southwest Classic. You can join the guys at Boomer Jack's Grill and Bar for your pre- and post-game celebration. Southwest Classic coverage on 1037 The Buzz is brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC, Arcare, Red River Ford, Genesis of Conway, Lion Legal, Bell Chevrolet, Malvern National Bank, Blackman Auctions, Parker Cadillac, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. Justin Anchor reminding you that Sooner Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Sooner Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Sooner Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at SooterPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Sooner Pro Painters. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down, here comes LSU. KJ flushed, rolling right, keeps his eyes downfield, throwing deep. Got has at the 20 to the 15 to the 10, 5. Touchdown, Arkansas! There's your play. 59 yards to Lucas. On 1037 The Buzz.
Action Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. If you want in on the conversation, reacting to the Arkansas loss against LSU, call or text in at 501-661-1037. We'll get to some of those phone calls in just a second, but uh, on our uh, Asher Record Live Fan Feedback, uh, Gridiron Chick says, John, I'm most definitely with you on this one. Yes, there were some major improvements, some time mismanagement of timeouts, and what some are calling a moral victory. However, unfortunately, a loss is a loss, and the Hogs need to move on to the next opponent and bring a win home. Now, I agree. There, I, you know, the moral victory thing gets thrown around a lot. I think that you can, yeah, you can do both. You can say that there's no such thing as moral victories, while also being a little bit more encouraged about the team going forward than what you were a week ago. Like you can be both. Not everything has to be a moral victory. If you look at some of the positives, right? Yeah. That that's the key to it. You just take the good from the game and not, you know, well, uh, this, you know, we only lost by three type yeah. mentality. Cause that's a loser's mentality. You want to win the games regardless. Yeah. And Arkansas was in position to win the game and they just didn't. So yeah, it's, it's there's a difference there. And uh feral hog says, when the Hogs keep it close to A&M and ultimately drop the game like they do year in and year out, <laughs> will we be enjoying the moral victory like we are today? No one's no. enjoying a moral victory, man. No. No one's doing that. Come on now. And then uh, John also says, different John, uh, what baffling, head-scratching, self-sabotaging play or penalty will the Hogs invariably pull off this Saturday and completely tilt the game in the Aggies' favor? That is a great question. I can't wait to see it. It is a tradition like no other. Hopefully that's not the case, though. Hopefully this is the time Arkansas can put it together and Get a victory because it's crazy, Joe. There's only two more of these games against A&M and Arlington. That's it. Just two more. And after that, goes back to the their home and home, which is what it needs to be. But uh, yeah, got we'll, a long time until then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only two games, but we're talking about two years. So um, mm-hmm. you know, in in two years from now, we'll we'll see how everything takes effect. Yeah, you started off winning the first three, ended by winning winning the last two. Do do it that something like that. You know, don't go out to where uh, you went. Was it been, well, I guess if you add up the years, like 15 years or whatever, and you end up only winning four times down there. And then Bobby Petrino, who's on the other side, had a lot to do with that, those mm-hmm. wins to begin the series. Yeah, and if they uh, end up winning this weekend, it'll probably be because Bobby Petrino also had a lot to do with it. But we'll do our previewing of the uh, A&M game later this week, too, because I know we'll have uh, a lot of fun down there in Arlington. But let's uh, go to the phone lines and get to Brent, who's in Stuttgart. What's up, Brent? Not much, John and Joe. Hey, Joe, I agree with every, everything you said. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with I agree, I agree with everything you said. Uh, before I get going, I hope the Steelers made it home because I saw they had to make a stop in Kansas City. But uh, I just want to say this. Moral victories are vastly overrated. I don't want to hear Coach Pittman start off a, start off a press conference Ever again, when we lose, we got a good football team. We don't have a good football team. Another 11 penalties this past weekend. That is ridiculous. We can't get our we can't get, manage our timeouts right because we can't get our plays in. That is on the head coach. And I got one thing to say: defense may look better, they do, but they're no better. Coach T. Will, you got to come up with a stock. You got to come up with a stop, and the and the buck stops with Sam Pittman with these penalties and not using our timeouts right. I don't want. It's like we're we're letting uh, just just letting OJT happen at Razorback games. That's unacceptable, and the you can't ever go back. So I don't know why we we're expecting Dan Enos to be great again. Because you can't ever go back once you lose. Once you, uh, the sequels are never better, and that's all I have to say, Johnny. Well, uh, Brent, uh, I'll, I'll say this: after that game, you don't sound like you have any sort of encouragement whatsoever. In fact, you sounds like you're even more discouraged than what you were a week ago. I'm, I'm more dis. I'm more discouraged right. because the the plain and simple reason is because well, we say, oh, we had more dicks, oh, we look better. We still lost. That is what's discouraging to me. We had every time the Razorbacks have a chance to win, we snatch the defeat from the jaws of victory. That's all I can say, and that has got to change. All right. So, what? What? Real quick, though, Brent, I want to ask: Is there anything that the team can do, though, 
uh, this year to make it right. Like that Sam Pittman and everybody can make it right. Like is there something that you can, like is there a certain amount of games that they can win to suddenly change your mind and make you feel like you're going in the right direction or are you off the bandwagon completely? I'm going to keep going to the game, but right now I am com- I am completely off the, uh, I'm off the 100-year check bandwagon. I'm off Man. the Sam bandwagon. I'm on the Musk and Van Horn bandwagon. Whoa. Okay, Brent. All right, well, we appreciate you calling in and letting us know. All right. <laughs> All right. That's what makes America great. I can save my piece. Right, that's right. That's right. We appreciate it, Brent. So look at that. Brent is all the way off. He, he's even going out off the AD. Like, he's done. He's done with your check and everything, too. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to hate on him for it or anything because everybody's got their entitled to their own opinion. But, yeah, I mean, that's that was kind of the frustrating thing, though, with some of those times in that game. The timeout mismanagement, it, it, that can't happen. That, that just can't happen. That's the stuff that's just going to end up biting you in the rear end like this did. It was actually what happened with this deal. Let's go to Woody in Gum Springs. What's up, Woody? Hey, I'm not that bad, but <laughs> what I don't understand is uh, we know what KJ is and what kind of player he is. This Saturday was the first time i really seen a game, other than maybe the last part of the BYU game, that we use KJ like that. And I think we should have done it all year long. We got a capable capable backup. And I think we could be uh, at least three and one right now if we would have. And as far as those penalties, I, I used to coach a Pee Wee football team, and we had two offsides penalties or procedure penalties in the whole year on a four through six straight team. Because I, when I coached it, I really emphasized that. That's a way in Pee Wee you can you thought you could get some easy stuff. We had four in one half on a college team that's supposed to be a top tier college team. That I don't understand, and I agree with you guys. I can't understand the timeouts. But uh, and I'm now I am going to say I'm not a moral victory guy. I'm disappointed we lost, and I hate the way we lost. And I have to say it was coaching, and uh, and really, you know, KJ called a timeout when he instead of getting a delay a game, you know. So uh, that I don't understand. I'll yep. hang up and listen, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it, Woody. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I think the the deal with the the timeouts, as uh, Coach Pittman explained it, even in today's press conference, was just something that they they got to work on getting the plays in faster and getting everybody set faster. And when that doesn't happen, you see uh, the issues that arose from it, and having to take those timeouts. So it, it wasn't just uh, you know, was it on Enos or was it on KJ or was it on Pittman? Like who was it? I mean, I know the ultimately it's not going to be on Sam Pittman because he's that coach, but uh, that's the type of stuff that just. You, you don't understand like how does how does that type of thing happen but again if you want to look at it for maybe the silver lining type of thing which some of you do and some of you don't and that's fine but the at least the issues that arkansas has had i feel like still it's fixable issues you just got to actually fix them like that's the thing is like the timeouts the penalties and stuff that's fixable stuff but you just got to fix them you got to do it yeah you have to and uh if it doesn't get solved and it can continue to be a problem yeah and it has been a problem so far but you know it's it's great that they were in the game and you know i applaud the effort that they had too i mean for for what that's worth is they didn't roll over and die after the byu game they came out fighting but at the end of the day you still got to get the win you still got to go on the road and you still got to get the win uh let's go to uh rebecca's in hot springs what's up rebecca First of all, yes, they, they improve. I hope they continue to build on this improvement. I hope they find a better way to cover receivers because Malik Neighbors reminded me of watching Devontae Adams last night. Both of them were open all night long, so I hope they, they get that fixed. And, Joe, I was thinking of you last night. I was rooting for your team. I'm so glad they won. <laughs> I Ro, I was were. thinking of you also. <laughs> <laughs> How about those Chiefs? Y'all have a great day. Bye. I appreciate it, Rebecca. Now, that was exactly what was expected as far as the Chiefs go, though. But, uh, you know, wins, you have to be able to celebrate them and, uh, and keep building on them. So we know that Rebecca is going to do that yeah. every time. Every time they get that dub, she's going to celebrate it. Was that uh, the Chiefs actually win? I couldn't tell because all I kept seeing was just Taylor Swift the entire time. That her being the stand. Yeah, well, that was a big deal that yeah. she was at the game. Like I, it's not, not to turn it into that, but man, I have just never seen anything like it. Like it's just she's at the game, and everything is turned to that. Like every player was asked, the coaches were asked. Like even Bill Belichick wasn't even involved in the game, and he was asked about it. Like it just, 
it was absurd. And now suddenly you got a bunch of Swifties that are coming out, I guess, and trying to be Chiefs fans and trying to understand stuff, but which was just so funny to see uh, the reaction and everything. So uh, I, she's big time. She's, she is. she's big time. She's one of the biggest stars in the world right now, and she has this tour that is really successful. And for her to take time away from what she has going on to go to a game, of course, is always going to be a headline. And then especially when the headline is she's either dating or really good friends with star player on the team. Mm-hmm. And Travis Kelsey, give him credit. You know, he, he stuck with it. I saw a video from uh, before that uh, talked about him and his uh, crush, you know, growing up. And, you know, someone made the joke about it being Taylor Swift. And then he talked about trying to get, what was it? He tried to get to her at a concert or something? He tried to, he tried like, to give her a bracelet. Like, bracelet that's, that's a thing yeah. where at her concerts, people try to get bracelets to her. Uh-huh. Because when, where was she recently? She was somewhere recently and they, oh, when she was at the VMAs and NSYNC presented her with a, the award that she won. They didn't necessarily know that she was going to win, but they had a good idea that maybe she would. Lance Bass, as soon as she turned to get the trophy, he handed her some friendship bracelets. Yeah, I wonder how many bracelets she has. Uh, lots, yeah. like thousands. Probably got a whole house dedicated to them uh, with, with the attention that she brought. It was wild. It was absolutely wild, the cutaways and the discussions and, and everything there with Kansas City. But, hey, kudos to, kudos to old Travis Kelsey, man, uh, keeping it in line and keeping it going. Uh, let's go to BB in Little Rock. What's up, BB? Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon. Hey, pretty how's day. Going, BB? A little, little warm, but pretty. All I right. went to see Mr. Peyton Hillis and the crowded Little Rock Touchdown Club, and I mean that testimonial or uh, talk he gave about uh, the events on the beach at Gulf Shores, uh, wherever it was, was uh, extremely touching, to say the least. I mean, very well done by him. And I thought Basil handled it real well. Uh, but uh, great to hear from that young man. And uh, he looks like he ought to be playing right now. Man, you ain't lying. BB, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw him. Like, jeez, he looks like he can still play. I'm like, telling you. I'm telling you right now. Uh, you know, Wayne Ryder and uh, his co-host, his partner, kind of giggled at me the other day when uh, – we were having a discussion about the Razorbacks on their show. But the defense has got to play a lot better, and uh, we're not going to beat these SEC teams as we have known. And we've had not had a good defense for the last probably five years. The defensive down linemen, which is my favorite part of the game, have got to play a lot better, and we have the potential to play a lot better. Yeah, we got to do away with the penalty, but the defense has got to stop whoever they've got to stop at the time they've got to stop it. The first 30 minutes, they were able to stop uh, the ball and, and uh, made it interesting with LSU. But the last 30, the secondary, and especially defensive down linemen, by not getting in on Daniels like they can, and like I think they will, uh, you know, and, and it's a broken record. Jackson's going to make billions in the NFL, if he stays healthy. So... They've got to follow his lead and uh, and act like a bunch of crazy Razorbacks because the defense is going to be the utmost of importance. No, I haven't let go of any rope, but I'm being pragmatic. If we don't play defense, uh, we're, we're going to be up a creek. Now, again, uh, John, uh, your uh, podcast that I watch on YouTube is, is superb, <laughs> and I encourage everybody to watch it. So you guys have a great day, and defense, that's all there is to it. Appreciate it, BB. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks, BB. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, the defense has got to come up with those stops late because uh, that's you know, again, I, I think LSU's got a great offense, the best offense in the SEC right now, no, no question. But you know, you, to not have one stop, that's that's <laughs> when they're at home and it's a, it's a back and forth game. I know Arkansas's offense played really well in the second half too, but you got to do better than that. You got to get at least one stop. Find a way, turnover, even you know <laughs> something. Just, just do something to keep them from scoring. But well, we've learned a lot more about the defense in the past couple of games. Yeah, but this is going to be another big test for, uh, for uh, uh, Arkansas going up against Texas A&M this weekend, too. Well, it's been a while since we've heard from this guy. Let's go ahead. Tiger Bay. What's up, Tiger Bay? The one, the only Tiger Bay. Rebecca, stop regurgitating the, the, the Devontae Smith line. I mean, come on. You heard it somewhere. You're not smart enough to figure that stuff out on your own. Come up with something original, okay? It's called plagiarism, okay? Well, oh, Devontae Smith, he's a... Stop, Rebecca, okay? Razorback fans, this knuckle tiger bait for just a second, okay? I was there with 101,938 of my, of my 
Cajun friends. Uh, you weren't supposed to win the game. Why are y'all so upset? When you're supposed to win a game and you lose, that's when you call in upset. When you're not supposed to win a game and you lose, you don't call in. You lost. You were supposed to lose. You did something you were supposed to do. You lost the game. Okay? And your tight end, what's his name? Haas or what's Hess. his name? Luke Hess. Yeah. He'll be gone next year. He'll be t- he'll get tired of losing, and he'll be in the portal. And he's going to want to go play where you on Saturday night, not at 11 in the morning, where is, there is 101,000 instead of 48,000 watching at 11 o'clock in the morning. He'll be gone. You'll be lucky to have him back next year, I promise you. He will be in the portal. Watch. Okay. Oh? Yeah. Thanks, Tiger Bait. Always good to hear from you. Uh, let's see. Also from the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, we see we got uh, JB and Litterock says, I think it's great we played LSU close, but I think we've lost two games in a row due to poor game management. Pittman's a great coach off the field, but he isn't good at game management. Enos is running the O, Williams running the D, and Fountain running the special teams. So what is Pittman really doing during the game besides poorly managing? It's probably overreacting, but I suppose that's what Reaction Monday is all about, which it is. It is what it's about. No, listen, I'm not going to defend the, the game management. And I still believe that there's a lot more in, into it as far as, you know, who was it? Was it Pittman? Was it Enos? Was it KJ? Whoever it was with the management. It's a problem, but there's no doubt about it that the penalties and the poor calls and everything has cost Arkansas. So they got it. Again, it, it depends on how you want to look at it. Do you want to look at it as far as a fixable problem that can be better? Or do you want to look at it as, hey, this is a problem that can't, that needs to, doesn't look like it's getting fixed anytime soon? Don't really know. But, yeah, you, you're, you can't, can't expect to go on the road of a team like LSU and Baton Rouge and do those things and then walk out with a win. You just can't expect to have those mistakes and walk out with a win. That, it's going to come down to that pretty much in every game because if you are playing against an opponent where you're expected to win and you make those types of mistakes, then that could cost you the game in that sense too. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, we got a lot of people calling in, so we'll try to work through these. Appreciate everybody. Let's go to Brandon and Carlisle. What's up, Brandon? Hey, John, Joe, what's up, fellas? What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, I ain't 100% off the Pittman train yet, but a trend that I'm starting to see from last year and this year is how many games last year did we lose by one possession or less? And then how many have we done this year? Uh, I mean, I'm starting to think that maybe he can't win the close one, and I'll mm-hmm. hang out with him. Yeah, appreciate it, Brandon. There's a lot of truth to that. You know, last year, what was it, the, the whole stack got thrown around, lost three games by seven points? And this year you've lost a game by a touchdown and a game by a field goal. You're not you're not winning the close games, and that's a problem. That's a problem, especially when you feel like you're playing good enough to win. Yeah, the effort is definitely there. Nobody can question that at all. No. Yeah. Th- again, that's that's worth something. But again, you got to win. You got to win these games. You got to find ways to stop shooting yourself in the foot and win these games. All right, Chuck's and Brian. Before we take a break, what's up, Chuck? What's up, y'all? What's up, man? Hey, Chuck. All right. We're talking about the game management. What I don't understand is uh, is like kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Blowing the timeout and the timeouts in the second half was was definitely frustrating. But I was almost more annoyed that the officials made a couple of suspect calls at the uh, towards the end of the first half, including what looked like a touchdown that we ended up having to settle for a field goal because of uh, they didn't say that the ball had crossed. When they showed the replay, even. Kirk Herbstreet and then we're like, well, that ball looks like it crossed the, uh, you know, like he caught it across the line and pulled it back. And but they didn't, we didn't take a, a timeout to. If we had taken a timeout there, not only would it have given Pittman a chance to pressure them to take another look at it, but it would have given them a, a chance to actually put a better play call in place for a, for a, you know, goal line thing instead of us getting up there trying to figure out what's going on and up getting a, a, a procedure penalty. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know. It, does that kind of thing where it's like, okay, so you're not going to use the timeouts when it's a very good idea to use them, and then you're going to blow all of them in eight minutes in the <laughs> second half. It just seemed a little Jekyll and Hyde to me, and that was I found that to be frustrating. Yeah, no, I agree. Appreciate it, Chuck. It was frustrating, but hey, at least KJ was under center for that, so there's you know, progress, right? Well, that's okay. We got in break. We got to take. We come back with Stream the World Sports, so stay with us. 
This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. This Saturday, Brewskies is going to open the doors early at 10.30 a.m. to get your game day started as the Hogs take on Texas A&M at 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Plenty of TVs and the legendary Brewski-tron for you to watch the game. And drink specials all game long with burgers, wings, sandwiches, and loaded fries. Doors open early this Saturday, 10.30 a.m. For more info, hit us up at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Are you a fan or are you the ultimate fan? Play the Elon DK Ultimate Sports Fan Packet Sweepstakes for a chance to prove you're the world's greatest armchair quarterback. All from the comfort of your own home theater. Visit an Elon DK near you to enter for a chance to build your own home theater with a $5,000 Best Buy gift card plus a YouTube TV gift card. Your ticket to streaming your favorite games this season. Visit an Elon or DK today and score big. No purchase necessary. 18 or older message and data rates may apply. For official rules, eligibility, terms and conditions, and privacy policy, visit myelon.com slash ultimate sports fan sweeps. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. The Bud Light Little Blue Book is back on Drive Time Sports. Each Thursday at 4, Brandon will open the Bud Light Little Blue Book, giving you a chance to call in and give your predictions like a pro. You can also submit your predictions on live fan feedback and the Buzz text line. Just give Randy the correct final score for the upcoming Razorback football game and the tiebreaker, and you win money. Courtesy of Bud Light, it's the Bud Light Little Blue Book only on Thursday nights on 1037 The Buzz. For a full list of rules, visit 1037thebuzz.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is Mexican chicken for only $7.49, paired with roasted corn and black beans for just $4.99. Tune in on Thursday nights between 8 and 9.30 for the Between the Mats High School Football Show featuring Matt McJunkins, Matt Wilcox, and Thomas Thrash from Hooten's Football. You'll hear coaches' interviews, weekly top tens, players of the week, and the fan interactive Pick'em Challenge. Brought to you by American Safeguard Insurance, Call Your Roofing, and Globe Life Liberty National Everett and Associates. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson, off play action, going to throw a little screen pass left side, has completed the five, into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas. Lucas from 11 yards out, and Arkansas's a PAT away from time. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Take advantage of Guadney's loan and lease termination program. Let Guadney help you get out of that vehicle that you don't want. And you can take advantage also of no payments for the rest of the year. Great deals at Guadney that include 0% on new Silverados. That's with approved credit. And 2.1% is available on 2023 Equinox. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. 
You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle, see just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com and get that service scheduled today. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. Is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services, and we'll have what's trending the world sports in just a second. But uh, before we do that, let's uh, squeeze Matt and Litterock in here. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Hey, hey, fellas, how are y'all? Doing good. What's up, Matt? Oh, Joe, the Steelers look wonderful, don't they? Defensively, uh, offense looked a little they, bit better. They are, but, imp- yeah, they're they are impressive defensively. I'll give you that. They are they are probably top five so far. Um, you know, John, Aaron Rodgers, the turf monster and all that, that just sucks. Yep. And you know, what what sucks worse is Zach Wilson. But <laughs> yes. watching him the other day, you know, I, he looked much better than he did. You know, I mean he, he definitely looked more improved, right? Yeah. Um, what what I am not happy with is watching the Raiders last night. I couldn't I couldn't believe I was watching the Raiders anyway. But watching the Raiders, you know, Derek Carr was, was a blessing for us for a good eight eight seasons or so. And now we got Garoppolo and he was just Tom Brady in it up, just you know, ten ten yard dink passes, twelve yard slant, six yard screens. I mean just dink 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 dink. The Raiders look like they may run the West, the AFC West, um, especially because Denver, golly. Bro. Well, Matt, Man. Matt, the uh, thing is when you get pressure on Jimmy G in those clutch situations, it doesn't go well for them. And so that, that's, that's right. going to be their hey, downfall. He does. I agree with that. What do you all think about Shadur Sanders getting sacked? What, what was it, uh, four times in the first half or something crazy like that? Seven times in the game, something, something. Mm. I'm a yeah, huge Dion fan. That's where they need to get better on the offensive and the, defensive the lines. The offensive line has been terrible. The offensive line has been terrible. And the thing is, you know, everybody has been talking about we had the chance to hire Dion when we hired Sam Pittman. You know, say we had hired Dion, right? He did the same thing coming into Colorado, right? When he was coming into Colorado, we had a chance to bring him into Arkansas. And. If he had come to Arkansas, what would he have done? He'd have cut 70 players, just like he did at Colorado. And I think we still would have been in a terrible offensive line position. But we would have had a, a coach with the energy and the, and the attractiveness to bring people to whatever school he's at. And, um, you know, I, I like Sam Pittman a lot. But you know what? For a guy that was an offensive line specialist, He's been here what four years? This is his fourth year now. Mm-hmm. Our our offensive line has looked. This is this is probably the second worst our offensive line has looked in his four years. I mean, it's just absolutely terrible. KJ looks timid. Dan Enos's offense looks like it did with Brett Bielema. It's just terrible. I mean, I I just I don't know what to do. It's as bad as the Broncos. Watching the Broncos, Joe. What is Russell Wilson doing? <laughs> I mean, jeez, uh, oh, golly! The, you know the past couple of games, though, Matt, as far as his numbers, he hasn't played bad. But when you see a game that turns out like what happened yesterday, there's blame to go all around on that team altogether. Yeah. Whether it's him, and, you're talking about the defense, the Sean Payton. It, there's blame in every area on that team. Denver's offensive line has still been terrible. It's been terrible for five years, and you make all these trades, and you find a way to trade for this coach, but somehow you still can't draft quality linemen. And I'll follow up with one last question for you guys that I've been stewing on for two days. What do you do in college to get a good offensive line coach? Where do they find these guys? Are they rejects from the NFL? Are they old NFL players? Are they people that are strength and conditioning coaches that they kind of adapt to offensive line? And, you know, I don't know about that. I wanted to listen to you guys. 
but also what would it take to get somebody like Sean Andrews to come and coach offensive line? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. So I'll hang up and listen, guys. I appreciate it, Matt. I mean, I think a lot of the offensive line coaches in the college football game, there's a reason why there's not many of them that are head coaches or get that opportunity or become coordinators. It's like they bounce around. They go to different spots. And a lot of them had success. And, you know, if something doesn't work out or they get a better offer, you know, they move on. It's kind of like what Sam Pittman did at Arkansas the first time around when he was under Brett Bielema, made the jump to Georgia. And it was a better gig for him. So it's usually where it comes from. But, uh, you know, it's still – I feel like there's – there's still improvement that needs to be made. It's a matter of can they make it is the biggest question. All right, let's go ahead and jump into real quick what's trending in the world of sports. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? We're talking a little bit about the NFL, but how about that, Joe, with the Pittsburgh Steelers having to have their charter plane make an emergency landing in Kansas City due to some engine issues. And it looks like that they're going to be arriving, or maybe they already have arrived now in Pittsburgh. But uh, what a scary thing. Luckily, they got the win over there in Vegas, but can't imagine what that was going through. And I saw that they had to stay on the plane. Like, they couldn't get off the plane. So that was just a weird deal. Glad everyone was okay and everything, but still, just not something you want to have happen to you, especially if you're a Steelers fan. It's like, dude, we got to get ready for next week, this next week's game. It's good that they were safe, and um, they were, and the fact that they were in Kansas City, they were making jokes about Taylor Swift saying that they could use a ride or whatever. Hmm. And But, yeah, they were waiting on a new plane to come through, and, and they just decided to stay there instead of deplaning while they waited on the other plane to come. So some uh, injury news, and I know we'll have a lot more of that as the show goes on, but uh, I hate to see this for Los Angeles Chargers receiver Mike Williams. He suffered a season-ending ACL tear in their victory over the Minnesota Vikings, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, he's expe- uh, Williams is expected to, uh, to be ready for training camp next season, though, but he will be out for the rest of the year for the Chargers. So hate to see any sort of uh, season-ending injuries, but yeah, those uh, torn ACLs, definitely uh, nothing, nothing to uh, play around with for sure. And uh, also, uh, Matt Ryan was asked about uh, if he'd be going to, interested in the Jets job. You know, the, not the coach or anything, but the quarterback. You know, would he go over to the Jets and everything? Uh, he says, quote, I have no interest. I am happy where I'm at being an analyst for CBS. So there's that. Good, good thing. Good thing, because Zach Wilson's just totally fine. It's all working out. It's doing great for him. But uh, also, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a concussion in the loss for the uh, Vegas Raiders. So uh, they're taking a look at him and going through protocol and everything. And uh, no one's yet to talk to the quarterback as far as the extent of it, but it's definitely something to be monitoring out there as well. But we'll have more headlines and more stories to come through. It is Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We will take commercial break when we come back after the top of the hour update. We will get into the best and worst of the weekend, as well as more of your phone calls and text messages. So you better stay with us here on Out of Bounds. UCA Bear fans, you can hear every game live on our sister station, The Point 94.1. Go purple, go gray, go UCA on The Point 94.1. It's time for a Corky's Ribs and Barbecue customer review. Corky's, you've ruined all of the ribs for me. I took a bite and suddenly my taste buds threw a party. Now my friends want to come over for barbecue night, but only if Corky's is invited too. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue.